It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This, this is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello. It is the Go Birds Podcast presented by Bet. Parks, the Parks Casino Sportsbook. Uh, James Seltzer, the Tour Parks with you. What up, pal? What's going on? Looking in your beautiful eyes. You're back from Florida. Got my USA kit on. Was tough. Qualified yeah, you do. For the World Look at Cup. you. Your kit. Did you just call it a kit? My kit. Oh, my God. My kit. <laughs> my USA kit. All right. This podcast is done. We'll talk to you <laughs> next time. Can't can't keep going after yeah. that one. Big day in the Elliott world. The quali- they qualified, but also 100 days till the wedding. Ah, so it's like, where buddy. do you begin? What's more important, the fact that I have a soccer kit on or <laughs> that I'm getting getting married in 100 days? It's like one or the other. Yeah. Equally important, right? Equal, totally equally. 100 days, buddy. I know. By the time people are listening to this, it'll probably be like 99 or 98. Wow. Yeah. I'm bad. So that, it's creeping up here. Coming up. 100 yeah. days as I eat a bag of potato chips. Yeah, you see, I saw you tweet, 100 days, how much weight can I lose? Obviously, not as much as you could, yeah. theoretically. I'm getting a good number I'm getting from people is like eight or nine pounds. Okay. I think you, I can do you, that. You really? Well, if you keep eating chips when you want to, you probably won't. Well, these chips are, I mean, 220 calories. <laughs> for a tiny little bag, Yeah, though. for a tiny little bag of chips. Yeah. Not ideal. Not a deal, but not a days. big track my calories guy. But I don't think that's great. Yeah, you don't strike me as a track your calories no, guy. You're no. just like always skinny somehow. I just eat what I eat. Um, my wife has tried. Emily has tracked everything she has eaten for like ten years at least. Wow, maybe, every I, should, maybe single, I should text her about every this. single thing she has eaten for like in like a book. No, she. What do you mean in a book? They have <laughs> like a apps diary. for this stuff. Well, yeah, but I'm saying ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, they had apps ten years ago for this. stuff. That's a good point, I guess. She actually, has had yeah. an app that she tracks every like she takes little pictures of the. 
QR codes and all that. I, and I used to do that all the all time. All that. She yeah. tracks everything. I've literally never tracked a single thing I've eaten in my well, life. Well, since she probably has a good deal of influence on what you eat, in a weird way, you are tracking. I, I, I Sure. I guess you know, so. Like, yeah. In a way. Like, I'd imagine, like, what percentage of meals do you think you eat completely independent of Emily having oh, nothing Oh, very to do? few. Exactly. Yeah, right? So, like, few. so you basically are tracking your calories. There you go. Look at that. Sure. I guess so. Let's go yeah. with that. So, ton of Eagles news, obviously. <laughs> yeah. just, is that what we're here for? I do have a good uh, philosophical question I thought of on Ooh. my own for the end of the pod. I love a good real ones question. only. Okay, I love philosophical that. question. All right, so let's get to that later. Let's, I don't know, talk Eagles. Like, might as well. We've done a lot of pods lately. We're like, oh, yeah, we talk about today for a little bit. Today we got a lot to talk about. Jeffrey Lurie, Harry Roseman, Nick Sirianni have all spoken in the last few days. Again, from the owners' meetings yeah. in Florida. Elliot was there. I was there. Elliot asking the big questions of Jeffrey Lurie. Big I mean, J. People, Elliot. People call me a lot of things. I think Big J is what they call me more than anything. Probably. I think so too. You know, I think like, it's you're known as Big yeah, J. Elliot. Exactly. Yeah. Hard hitting questions. I'm like the <laughs> Barbara Walters of the Eagles beat. <laughs> I love that you went Barbara Walters. Yeah. I don't know who Cross else would be a hard- That's Who else great. would be like a, a hard-hitting journalist? Well, I mean, there are a lot more than Barbara Walters. I mean- Yeah, but like popular she's more ones? Of like, like Larry King. Larry King's a good one. Questions. That's a good one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm Barbara still the Barbara Walters. Walters. The, I, I might change you're... my bio to that. The Barbara Walters <laughs> of the Eagles beat. Yeah, I yeah. Wish you would do that. That'd be really, really funny. Yeah. All right. Let's no get context. To yeah. Just no- anyone, The real ones are now. They yeah, exactly. Yep. Like, oh, hilarious. Great job, Elliot. And everyone else will be like, that's Maybe I'll weird. tweet it later. You should. Right. I'm, yeah, I think that's a, a must have. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, we'll get to Howie and Nick later. I think, you know, less interesting stuff from them. As always, Howie knows what to say, knows yeah. what to do. Sirianni, maybe a couple fumbles. We'll get to that. Yeah. But man, man. The Jeffrey Lurie 40-minute odyssey where there were like five questions and yet the guy talked for 40 freaking minutes. It was an eight-minute opening statement all over the place about about the fans and how happy he is that we're back. And Kelly Green, don't worry about the team. Kelly Green's back. Well, it was actually a really smart move by them. Of course it was. Because I'm looking on Twitter and all anybody's talking about Uh is the Kelly Green. Less so on air, but on Twitter it really dominated. What they should be talking about is the absolutely rambling, insane answers we got from Jeffrey Lurie. Honestly, I tweeted this, or I texted this to you, only like half kidding when I say, Jeffrey Laurie is cooked, bring on the Julian Laurie reign. It's a, great, like, it's a great line. Man, that was something, Elliot. Let, we'll get into specific stuff, but your big picture takeaway from being in the room for 40 minutes of Jeffrey Laurie just going off. So I have a, a lot of thoughts on it. <laughs> Many thoughts. Um, thoughts will be had. I, so I think that the obvious takeaway is he had one really, really bad answer that overshadowed everything To your else. question. Yes, to my question, no big deal to me. So he had one <laughs> one big answer to me about something. Yes. Um, no, but his answer about how, uh, you know, is he more or less involved? And we'll get into this, I'm sure, because I do actually believe a lot of what he said. Oh, buddy. But <laughs> his, his answer, obviously pointing out three examples the only three times yeah. in his 27 years or whatever as owner of the of. Eagles, right. the only three that popped in his mind, the only times he liked someone so much or was excited about the enthusiasm for these guys, yeah. it's Russell freaking Wilson, Lane Johnson, and Jordan Mailata. Or as he said, Jordan Mailata. Well, Jeffrey, 
Maybe you should be pro- ahead of person. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I You should be more involved. I honestly, if that's the only three times you've ever been involved, Jeffrey, I, you liar. I almost honestly wanted to follow up and be like, do you ever think about getting more involved in person now? <laughs> You're but, moving great. So, like, I mean, it's just a terrible answer. Like, it's just it's, it's a terrible it's example a for so many answer. reasons. First emba- of all, he should be embarrassed. The way he, he set it up is so funny. He's like... uh so I can well, think. Go, yeah, I can think of three you, times. I'll yeah, tell you, I'll tell you guys. I can think of three times. One of them, you might have heard of him, a little-known tackle, seventh round. <laughs> the other guy, you know, some said he wouldn't be the best tackle, but I thought maybe he would be. Lane Johnson, pretty good, right? And then the other one, of course, a quarterback, right? So, I, I do like. It's just a bad answer. I mean, there's no, there's really not much else to say about it. Like the fact that he thought about that, that was he knew the question was coming. It wasn't like this was. It was off- the, the maybe the single most guaranteed to yeah, be asked was, question. Yeah, exactly. That and and how he's extension. Those are the yes. two questions that he had to go in there saying these two things will be asked. So it was a terrible answer. And then he brings a JJ thing up unprompted, and like, it's just it's he completely like takes credit. I don't want to say he takes full credit, but he like tries to take credit for my lot of lane. And then Russell Wilson, you can't really take credit for that. But regardless, it was certainly a positive look for him. And then he goes, but I promise you guys with JJ, I wasn't in on Nothing that to one. Do with it. Yeah, like that was that was Nothing other people. I just sat there it. and said, you know, you pick whoever you want, you silly gooses, right? Like <laughs> so like, They're both great kids. Yeah. That's all that matters. Red star players, yes. good kids. It was honestly probably one of that portion of the answer. I think was one of like the silliest and worst answers I've heard at a press conference. <laughs> just in terms wow. like, across sport. Like I mean, can yeah. you think of another one? No, I mean just in terms of like completely. I mean, I'm sure there it. have been others. Like I remember there were a couple of Adam Gase answers in his press conference with the Jets that first well, I'm one talking with the just Philly, But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just I mean, there aren't many. I'm sure Sirianni, I mean, uh, like, Andy McPhail saying if we do, we do, if we don't, we don't is up there. It's that kind of just absolutely asinine. I can't yeah. believe someone said that in a press conference type of thing. Um, there are a couple, but it's high level. So, all right, now that we have thoroughly made fun of Jeffrey for that. Mm, have we done it enough? Because I don't think it's enough. You don't think right? it's enough. Well, I, I'm sure. I think we could just do the whole podcast making fun of that answer. Yeah. I do believe that he is less involved than oh, he used to Oh, come on. All right, but wait, let me. Why? Right, How I, could you possibly I'm gonna tell you this why. after he gives that BS earmuffs? No, not good enough. One, two, three. That bullshit answer. Uh, the whole thing, you're like, ah, but I kind of believe him. Okay, what? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Please. All right, I, I would like to. I'm indignant with you right I now. can tell. So, all right, let me, all right. So, here's how I view, like, the Jeffrey Lurie involvement. I think when Andy was here, he was kind of what he is now, which is, like, a guy that's there every day in meetings, participating, giving his opinion, but ultimately allow he allowed Andy to make the decisions, right? Would you agree that that's probably how it was? I think Andy he was, was even more shoved to the side with Andy. I think he that's was what I mean. there, but I think... Well, I first think of all, he's an owner, so he's not really, like, shoved to the side. You know what I mean, side. though? The yeah. point is, is I think when Andy Reid was there, he did not bleep around with what Andy was doing. Correct. Andy was in charge, and that was it. But End I, of discussion. I but, do not think that's how it is with Howard okay, well, at me, all. All right, let me. So, but, but what I'm saying is he trusted Andy Reid. Like, yeah. He felt he, had a, he felt he had somebody in in charge of the team that he trusted, right? Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So then Chip comes, right? And I think the Chip coming here was like a turning point for Jeffrey Lurie. Chip essentially took the team from him in 2015, right? Like he gave him power, but like he let Chip run the show. Chip wasn't like Mr. Buddy Buddy with Lurie. Like, so Chip was essentially running Jeffrey's team in the Novacare while excluding Jeffrey. And then he fired him and got rid of him. He brought back uh he brought back Howie, who I think initially he frankly probably didn't trust a ton. 
And they hired Doug, who they didn't want to hire initially. And let's be honest, we've had this discussion on the podcast. Did not trust Doug probably the whole time he was here. Didn't trust the staff picks he wanted. Probably wanted to get rid of him after his rookie year. Like the Super Bowl was, you know, for the franchise, obviously a great wrench. But still a wrench in like the whole not trusting Doug thing. So I think right now, Jeffrey has two people in Howie and Nick Sirianni that he trusts. And now you can push back on that. But that's why I do believe... Look, he's, st- he's still in meetings. He's still giving his opinion, all those things. But I do believe that he tr- he has people in place now that he trusts more so than he has in a, in a long time. Because even with Howie, I think Howie had to, like, regain Jeffrey feeling. Like, Because let's be real, and this is a long answer, but let me continue. It, after Chip left, like, his franchise was kind of in shambles. You know, like, he had a coach he didn't want, a GM that nobody wanted that had just been fired and nobody tried to hire. Chip left them in a bad spot. Like, so I think Jeffrey felt a need as the owner of the team to really step in, and I think that's where a lot of the reporting comes from, of like him feeling like he really had to, like, I got to make sure my team doesn't fall apart. And now I think he's in a situation where he feels like the, the, the ship has settled a little bit. We can disagree on that. We can debate. We will. What, yeah, we will, right? But, like, we can, however we think of Howie, he clearly trusts Howie, and I, I believe he clearly trusts Nick. So I think he actually is stepping back because I do believe he trusts the people he has in place. Yeah, I, there's no chance he's stepping back. Uh, again, we've had reporting that he hasn't, and he tried to be like, oh, reporting. It's like, yeah, reporting, Jeffrey. Like, I believe what those reporters report a lot more than I believe the BS you're spewing at me right now. That's how I feel about it. I The idea that Jeffrey Lurie got extra involved, and then they won the Super Bowl, and then he's like, all right, I'm out, I'm good, is asinine to well, I'm me. Not, but I'm not saying that. Yes, you are. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying he, he did. got involved. No, no, they no. won the Super Bowl, and then he's like, "All right, I trust these guys. I'm stepping back." Like that seems nonsensical. No, no, no. I said he never trusted Doug. Is what I'm I, saying. I yeah, I but get Doug, that. Doug was still but the coach. The point is, is regardless of who he trusts, Jeffrey Lurie got involved. Yes. they won the Super Bowl. That emboldened someone. That doesn't make someone seem like, oh, you know what? I'm going to step back now because I trust these guys. No way. Jeffrey Lurie got a taste of it. Right. And he's all in. I think he is way more involved than he let on, and the reporting has backed that up. Right, okay, so so two paths to this. One, I agree that he was involved post-Super Bowl, A, because I think it's because he didn't trust Doug, and that shows in the way that he didn't really let Doug pick a staff, right? So I don't think he trusted Doug. But B, you're probably right that he got involved, they won the Super Bowl, and he was like, oh, maybe I can do this, uh-huh. right? Yeah. But, but I think the misconception is, like, Jeffrey has always been extremely involved. And so, yes, you were right, he is more involved. I'm not disputing that. But I think that stretch of him being more involved has backed up. Like for what it's worth, if you I mean, know- what, what makes you think that? Like the well, reporting has yeah, been but you're there saying the all reporting- through this past year that he was more involved. But the like, reporting is like, really. What do you say to the reporting? Like well, you're I, reporting. I am right. But the reporting was really last off season. I mean, can you? So think- all of a sudden now he's just fine. No, I'm well. First of all, he could have learned from what happened with all that reporting. You think but, so? Yeah. Look, he said. Look, okay. I think there is a chance of that, but I do believe he trusts Howie and Nick. Like I just do. So if if he trusts them, I do think he is. Again, I'm not saying he's not involved. I do believe that he is I less involved. I think the reason he quote he unquote been. trusts Howie is because Howie lets him be involved. That's what I think. I think that because Howie, and that's why Howie's got a new contract, and that's why Howie's not going anywhere because right. he lets Jeffrey be a part of it. We had Ray Didinger on the midday show yesterday, and he said, and he's not talking about involvement specifically, but he said that Jeffrey Lurie is more present. As an owner around the Eagles, more involved than anyone in the league but Jeffrey, Jeff, Jerry Jones. He said he is more around 
Well, that, and he also made a great point, which I think is right, is that most of these other billionaire owners, like David Tepper, has a million other things that he's doing, a million other things that he's got businesses, he's making billions on his own, whereas Jeffrey Lurie has like movies and this, this, and the movie thing is relatively new in terms of how big it's getting, but like all this was his primary focus, like just like Jerry Jones, like there aren't that many owners whose primary focus is the football team that they run. Okay, so two things. One, I would push back on Ray and say clearly Jim Irsay is clearly involved. I, I I'm just telling you what Ray said. I know, I know. And Ray Didner has a lot of uh, institutional knowledge For about sure. such 100%. things. Hundred percent. Jeffrey is definitely one of the more involved owners. But where I would push back on that is like. But he said he wasn't. He's like, I'm he said, an owner. He said, I'm less involved. Yeah, and, but he clear. also said, I'm an owner who wants to provide the stuff and ask questions, and that's it. Like, no. But what do you make of what true. Daniel Jeremiah said? I think that Daniel Jeremiah worked here over a decade ago. Yeah, he worked here a, when Andy was here. Right. It was a different situation. I'm sure Jeffrey was like that when Andy was here. I, I just, look, I, it's just my belief that that's how he is now. I, I understand your points. I do, right? I don't think you're like off the wall crazy about this. I'm just saying, I like, think you're kind of off the wall. I know, crazy I know about you this. do, but like, but but you you say like, I just the, think you're giving them too much benefit of the doubt. Like, why would you give them benefit of the doubt about this? So, all right, when you say involved, like, what what do you mean by that? Like, when you say Jeffrey is like super involved, I like, think he has think his he's hands, making decisions. I think he has his hands in decisions. Okay, but think, but but wouldn't that be obvious? He's the owner. Well, I think an owner should only be involved personnel-wise in, like, the biggest, like, should we give Carson Wentz a contract? Okay, you can get involved in that. That's a discussion for an ownership level. Right. But should we draft J.J. Ortega-Whiteside? No. In fact, like, that whole story he told, and I know it was, first of all, it was BS. Like, there's been enough reporting that we know that he was more intimately involved in the pick of J.J. Ortega-Whiteside than he implied. But even just the idea that there's a tie in the room... And they go to Jeffrey Lurie instead of going to the freaking general manager of the football team? Well, Like, I'm not a Howie guy, but that's Howie's call. Right. If there's a tie in the room, your general manager makes that decision, not your freaking owner. Right. The fact they even ask the owner what he thinks is insanity to me. If we're right. going to take that straight face value, which obviously I don't. Right. So it was, if I remember correctly, I think it was Jeff McClain that reported. I'm, I know there's been a lot of reporting, but I think McClain had the bulk of the mm-hmm. initial reporting on this. Um, he was saying it was like, Doug and somebody else versus Howie and like maybe I think Jill, Joe Douglas was still there. And so they asked Lurie his, his opinion. Like, and I had heard, like, I, so I've heard two things. Like, I have heard that Jeffrey basically made the pick. That's what I, I've heard. Too. And I have also heard that he definitely didn't. So, like, I think a lot of what happens with this is there's like perception of people in the room. Like, so I don't know. But, so your issue would be you think Jeffrey is, like, flat out making decisions. Yeah, I think, like, again, and I'm not saying all of them or whatever, but I think he is more involved in personnel decisions than most owners, and I think he's more involved than he should be. So, and what what I believe is that because of now, of having Nick in place, and he did not trust Doug. I mean, Nick is a, a 40-year-old guy who never coached a team right, before. Like, I think he trusts him. I, I don't think, think he they trusts were... him. I think he's, yeah, he wanted to hire Nick after they wanted to hire all these other guys who didn't want to come here. Like they wanted to hire Brandon Staley too. Right, but they that definitely didn't work didn't out. Want they wanted to hire Brian Dable. That didn't work out. Like it was not like they they were went into this saying, "I want Nick. That's my guy." No, and it I was agree. like You're after right. all this stuff, they're like, "Oh, this guy was really great in the interview. We like him. Let's hire this guy." Like, yeah, I don't think it was like, you know, uh, this but was I think our guy. Was, I think they were they are more behind Nick now than they are than they were with Doug. Maybe. And yeah. I'm, to be clear, I, I'm not saying that Jeffrey is not involved. I just believe him when I say I believe. I believe him when he says he is less involved. Yeah, I don't one bit. All right, let's move on to something else because we're clearly not going right. to 
break ground on this. I I, I feel completely I know. different than you. I like it. It's been a while since. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, like, in, all right, can I just say one more thing about sure, it? Sure, and sure, this sure. is probably going to spark another debate. But like, <laughs> it's like, can I say one more thing that'll lead to ten more minutes yeah. of discussion? Okay, so it's actually two more. One, <laughs> of course. I think like even if Jeffrey is involved, like the results on the field, how we can like dispute them or whatever, but they're not like a train wreck of a franchise. So. Even, like, if I'm Jeffrey and I get involved and I win the Super Bowl, don't you think a, a little bit no. that if you were in you his seat— You got lucky, pal. I agree. I get I get why he did— That's what I think happened, because I understand human, you know, human emotion and, and right. human psychology and all that type of stuff, but I don't want him. No. All right, so not. here's my second thing. I think—and you're not doing this, but this is, like, a takeaway I thought of over the last few days. Like— as, like, uh, a media, a fan base, like, everything, I really think we have to stop emphasizing the draft so much when grading people on their jobs. Like, we're still talking Sound about the like J.J. Jeffrey Lurie. <laughs> I, well, I agree with Jeffrey's point <laughs> on that. But, yeah. like, we're still talking about the J.J. Arcega White pick. It was three years ago at this point. It was a horrible decision. It was a terrible pick. Yeah. Absolutely. But, like, it was three years ago. Like, well, who I, cares? It, 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 it's still the same general manager and ownership right. group but that like, is making the pick. So, of course, you're going to talk about it. You're going to talk about the whole history of what they do. Yeah, and if for sure. And if you want to get into, like, intricacies, everything. But I just think, like, with drafting, it's such only one part of the job, and it's so hard. And I'm not just saying this to back up what Jeffrey said, I swear. I've Because we've always had this discussion about drafting. Like, I just think judging people off drafting, the only reason people are so obsessed with the draft is because it's such a public thing that everybody gets involved well, and in and everybody has opinions on. It's the most crucial part of See, team building. I disagree. I think it's probably the most crucial part of team building in the NFL. I think I think you could argue things are changing in that regard. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, the Rams obviously are, are an example. Right. Now, the Rams the also other. drafted well late. Exactly. Which, which allowed them. And the Rams so. also did draft like Aaron Donald back in the day. And there were like draft picks that played a massive role in them winning the Super Bowl. Right. Cooper Cup third round pick by the Rams, like whatever. So I, like, I, I just, I get it. I, look, I think that maybe we as a fan base go a little far with the, the specifics of the drafts and like how far we go. But I mean, it is what it is. You're a general manager. Like your draft record is going to be one of the biggest things that you're yeah, graded on. I agree. Flat out. But I, I just think ultimately like wins and losses to me with the GM and like free agency, like trades, all those things. Like I get your point about the draft, and like I said, I think because of how public it is, we we obsess over it so much. But I think it's like too much, you know. Like it, like JJ Arcega Whiteside was drafted three years ago, and Jeffrey's still talking about him in press. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to. That's that's what it is. I get your point, but I you know like it just I, seems I, I I it doesn't to me. I think you keep bringing those things up, you keep hammering those things because. That Maybe matters. you're the Barbara Walters. It matters. The, uh, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'm Barbara Walters. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm not going to try to do it. Let's get to some other. I was not a real Barbara. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, all right. Let's get some other stuff that, that Jeffrey said, because obviously we're, we're um, not making too much headway on this. Yeah. The Howie thing. The effusive praise. Like, I expected when he was at, obviously he knew he was going to be asked. That's the other question we said he would definitely get. You know, why'd you give Howie Roseman a contract extension? What was the thing he minded? Granted, it was not asked that way. It was like Howie Roseman, yeah. Howard Eskin, coming in the king with the just going, yeah. Howie. Howie. It's like, what about Howie? <laughs> um, but I thought, I expected Jeffrey to to praise Howie, but be measured about it to say, hey, listen, like, you know, Howie's done a lot of good things. Look, you know, he's still going to be judged on what he does and this and that. He came out and was like, everything you look for in a general manager, well, that's Howie Roseman. He is a perfect person for this role. He does everything. It was like, bro, like, 
way, way, way over the top in his effusive praise of Harry Roseman. And it's concerning. It's concerning to me that he was that over the top. With that. Like, what do you think he's account. telling the truth there? I think he's saying that, like, again, my what I thought before I'm back at. Howie Roseman has a job with Jeffrey Lurie as long as he wants. Until Howie Roseman doesn't want to be the general manager of the Eagles, he's the general manager of the Eagles. That's the way it is. This is like Howie's second kid. He love or Jeffrey's second kid. Like, how he's stuck. How he's here. Like, it's not even worth talking about it. Right. Jeffrey freaking loves him. Yeah. I agree. Like, Yes, Jeffrey very clearly thinks extremely high of Howie, which goes back to what we were just talking about as to I think he trusts Howie, which is why he is a little bit less involved, but not to get back into that. Like, yeah, he clearly trusts and really likes Howie. So I think he was probably telling the truth there. I do think his— Oh, I think it was the truth, yeah. yeah. For sure. So I do think his line about um, how he looks at him as if he hardly knows the guy was his attempt at like— Yeah, it at was, like, you know, pretty weak. Yeah, I mean, look, people— I mean, especially, and he's talking about comparing him to like the average of the league and all. It's like, what are we doing here? Well, so, but, but like, when you look I don't the, know if that's true or not. Look at the greats. What do we want to be here? Do we want to be an average team or we want to be a great team? Well, but so I, and I would love, I should really do this homework, but I would love to read an article actually comparing the draft record of every general manager. I'd just be interested to see it. I don't You've know. You've said this, I don't know, 10 times. And I've never done it. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I love it. You're like, I'd love to. As a writer, yes, but I think with they, a platform, yes, I would love to read. Could someone write this article, please? Yeah, somebody Could someone out just there. do this article for me, please? Yeah, like I'm more the Barbara Walters. I'm not really the uh, <laughs> who's the people that did Watergate, uh, uh, Bernstein. Yeah, and Woodward I'm not the investigative, but yes. um, Bob no, Woodward. I mean, but and I think Carl the problem Bernstein. with it is, you know, it's hard to gauge. I just how you would have to pick like a definition of what you consider a hit and a miss, and just roll with that. But you, everyone's definition could be different, which is a tough part. But I would be interested to know where, where Howie stacks up. Look, from a PR perspective, you're right. It did not help him to go up there and, and praise Howie because people don't Effusively, like Howie. Effusively. Like, again, I expected – he gave him a contract extension. He's not going to go up and kill the guy. I get that. But, like, be a little measured about it. Just a little bit. But but I think – but, but like, discussing the rationale behind his answer, you want him to be measured because you don't like Howie. Not not personally, but like you, right? Like you. I want him to be measured because it deserves a measured response. Like when you say stuff like that, it sounds ridiculous. Like you you don't acknowledge it. How he has real flaws, and we all know it. Like whether you're a Howie fan or not, like even the Howie supporters, like you know, you've supported Howie right. a lot. Even you can admit like he's a bad at this, or these are areas where he's not as good as others, or whatever. Right. Like all general. Like Je- yeah, but yeah. Jeffrey went in was basically like, he's the best ever. Fuck this guy's great. He's yeah. so good at everything. He's good at everything in general. <laughs> he is the perfect person to fuse this organization right. and handle all these different things. It was like, it was like, dude, like, be real. Like, be real with us about this. Well, I think he was. Be- uh, that's the problem. I'm yeah. saying his reality is is insanity. Yeah. And it's from, like, you know, I, look, I, that's my point. Go back to, I think, him and how you're this unit, the two of them. I think they work together. I think they work closely together. I think he lets Jeffrey be involved. I think Jeffrey loves him in a certain way, and I think that's what we're stuck with. <laughs> loves and him it's, in a certain way. <laughs> like, he's a kid almost. No, yeah. You know what but I mean? But, like, I mean, my other takeaway is they really do push that we've made the playoffs four and five years. Oh, it's so sad. And I have someone that's pushed that as well. Like, I do think there's a lot of truth to that. I do think, though, also, I could see how it would annoy people. That they nine and that. seven, nine and seven, nine and eight. Yeah, the three last, the last three times they made the, the Super Bowl year, great. The other three out of the four, four out of five, whatever you want to call it, it was nine and seven, nine and seven, yeah. nine and eight, and the nine and seven, the first one, they only made the playoffs thanks to Kirk freaking Cousins sucking against the Bears in a game the Bears didn't need to win. Yeah, and Nick Foles saved the day. And Nick Foles saved. The day, and then the year after, they were five and seven, and then they beat four bad teams to yep. go nine and seven. No, I, I, yeah, like it's just 
it's not like, and you're right. They are. It's a. It's a. It's a talking, talking point. point for sure. Exactly right. And I think. I think they're missing the mark with where this fan base is at right now. So I think that's the interesting question, though. Like, should they base their answers off what the fans want? Absolutely, you're in a pre- not necessarily. Or should not, they say not, what they believe? That's my question. I, well, I think you need to to fuse them, right? Like, find a way to say what you believe, but without without insulting your fan base. Like, because that's what it feels like. It feels like you saying it that way to us is insulting because there's no context. It's just a a. a General statement that oh in four to five years right when like Eagles fans don't look at it that way like and uh, you know again I, I get it it's a fact they have made the playoffs four out of five years but come on man like don't say it as if it's this grand achievement because the way it happened it wasn't so I guess this would be my last kind of thought on that like it's interesting to be at these league events and to see kind of like how people view the Eagles versus then coming to Philly and seeing how people view the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me a lot of what we talk about with like when the fan when the team signs a player, how the other team's fan base reacts yeah, to that can sometimes be that right. So yeah. so there's definitely part of me that thinks people in Philadelphia, and I said this last year when I thought the team was gonna be better than people, like people in Philadelphia know more about the team than people outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But it is just interesting how around the league like Jeffrey's viewed as a great owner. Howie's viewed like it's just interesting how when well, you we, we don't know that Howie is. I mean, that's something that Jeffrey tells us. We don't really know. Well, that. I just or, we also hear I'm, if we all remember what was it like a year and a half ago? Howie was voted the least trustworthy general yes. manager by the rest of the league by all the right. other general managers. Like, who's the guy you don't want to do business with? That dude. Like, right. so let's not forget. Like, I don't think Howie is sterling reputation like For Jeffrey sure. says around the now, league. Now, I think the dishonest thing is interesting. We could debate if that's like almost kind of being good at your job in a way. But yes, I agree well, with I, your I, overall I, point. But the problem is, this league's about relationships. Yeah, we all know that. Like, it's how you know things. It's how you're able to take Carson Wentz with the second pick, knowing that they're going to take Jared Goff with the first. Or like, right. you know, there are so many Which examples. They did. That, right. Right. I'm saying yeah. that was an example of a good yep. use of relationships. So I'm saying like you need to have these relationships for. And look, it could be why part of why players might not want to come here. Agents might not want to work with Howie. Like that's a possible. We don't know. I'm right. just throwing these things out there. Like that, this idea that Howie is beloved around the league, I think, is absolutely not true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't honestly don't know. I just know when I'm at these things and I look at the other general managers and I talk to like other writers about them and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of really bad general managers out there for sure. And I just I it's look, always we're there. Disagree. Oh, they're man, not, like, horrible. He's not like, and but he. Okay, All right. let's get into more. There's a lot more with Jeffrey. I want to get to that in a sec. First, download the new Bet Parks app. The all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered for betting on basketball, hockey, golf, baseball futures coming up next week. Time to make some money with James. The annual baseball over-unders pod will be coming your way. I'm going to be crunching the numbers this whole next week. Getting I'm ready excited. for the Parks Picks pod. Also, Parks Picks pod coming up tomorrow. We'll dive into the uh, uh, college hoops action. This weekend, a little uh, Philadelphia basketball team. Yes. Futures for that. There's a lot of good stuff to get into. And you can do it all. It is a blast. This app is so fun to use. We've been having such a blast betting on these games. The all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It has you covered, again, for betting on basketball, hockey, golf, and more, whether you live in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, new customers can make their first bet risk-free. Right for this, Elliot? Up to $750, even bigger than last time. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. Download the app now in the App Store, Google Play, or at bet, PABetParks.com and use our promo code GOBIRDS, that's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, 
to get your risk-free bet of up to $750. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, more from Lori. Uh, let's just go big picture. Any of the other, you know. What, well, I have a Carson thought off, Larry. Off what he had to say yeah, about yeah, Carson? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So for those who didn't hear Lori, and I understand if you don't want to spend 40 minutes of your day, I would recommend listening to it, though, because I do think sure. that— Millie talks once every 15 months. Exactly. And it was also—it was interesting to hear. And, like, if for nothing else, go for the, you know, the whole car crash aspect well, I got of it, to... of hearing him just ramble and ramble and ramble and ramble and ramble and ramble and be like, wow. Jeffrey. So I, I was obviously there live. In the room. Yeah, yeah. and when I was in the room where it happened. I was just and about to there say There you it. go. Um, but you, I texted you later and was like, you got to watch it. And I got to like relive it through you live oh, watching like, it. Tag, well, I, and I even was only going to watch 20 minutes and then I am watching the whole thing. Yeah, well, 20 minutes off. is like, you know, it's like two it's questions. Half. It's only yeah. half. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It was insane. But yeah, you should listen because it is pretty wild. Yeah. Like, there, it's a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, all right. So, you're, what you're, so for anyone in here on Carson, uh, you basically talked about how his view of Carson is always going to be that this guy helped us win a Super Bowl and he's not, you know, kind of think about the other stuff. Essentially. I just think. Yeah, there's a bit of revisionist history with how the Eagles treat Carson. Like, so Larry went up there and he said, you know, I'm choosing to take the path that he helped us a lot in 2017 and blah, 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 blah. Like, he was so great that year. We don't win the Super Bowl without him. All true. But then he says, like, look, it's hard to maintain greatness. And, you know, not all players can do it and blah, 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 blah. Which is like, let's be real. That's a shot at Carson. It's saying Carson was not as good mm-hmm. in 2020, which is obviously a truth. Like, there's, you know, it's not like no a— No question. But also, like, dude, Larry, you did not want to trade Carson. Carson forced his way out of here. So this, like, it worked out for them. It did. H- how he got a good return, Carson, you know, obviously in Indianapolis, we know it didn't work out for him. Like, but if Carson was good in Indianapolis, he would, like, the, the message would be different. The message would be, well, he didn't want to be here. Right. Mm-hmm. But because he was bad, now it's like, well, you know, look, that's hard to be good. Like, <laughs> like you wanted to keep Carson. So it worked out great for them. I'm happy for them. All those things. But like, let's not act like, you know, you guys wanted to move on from Carson. That was not what you were saying no. when the trade happened. Absolutely yeah. not. So it worked out well for him. But like, you don't get to take the victory lap on Carson being bad. Because you just lucked out agree. on that one. It's a yeah. great point. Thank you. It's a gr- really good point by you. Also, so my first speaks about Jalen in the Carson Wentz answer. Kind of talks about yeah. you know being committed to Jalen now, and kind of saying you know who knows. Kind of saying like implying that they learned their lesson from Carson. That you know someone can be one thing one day and then right. not be it the next day. Um, when I first heard it, I thought it was a little damning on Jalen. You thought it was not. I went back and listened again. I'm more with you now. I thought it was a. I don't want to say like a strong endorsement of Jalen Hurts, but I think it was a. A solid endorsement of Jalen Hurts saying basically, you know, the idea of of we like what this kid is off the field. We like that people are going to follow him. You know, we believe in you know that yeah. he's always gotten better each year. Calling him a 23-year-old quarterback. And he's 23 and we're committed to him now. Like that was kind of the feel that I got. And it was, again, I, don't, I, I wasn't over the top, but I thought it was a solid endorsement of Hurts. You said this, I've often thought, you know, already thought this, but I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round. I, I really do. And I've long believed that Hurts will be the quarterback next season. I, I think it's really coming into focus that he's going to be the quarterback. So I, I think that when you talk about, like, a commitment to Jalen, if you're looking at it as, like, a commitment that he's our guy, like, he's our guy moving forward, it probably wasn't that. But it was definitely, in my opinion, a commitment of, like, he's our guy for 2022. And I think – it was the first time listening to Larry, and maybe it was after hearing Howie and Nick too, but mostly because of Larry, 
where I walked away from thinking like, okay, they're not taking a quarterback. And I'm not going to say that definitively because they definitely could. Like I would still be at like 10, 15% that they take one and then try to spin it as some like, you know, God knows how they try, but I'm sure they'd spin it. But I think getting the owner of the team to sit at the podium and say, we are committed to him is like as strong as you can get. For 2022. Doesn't mean he's for a good one year. Player. No, as strong yeah. as you can but get is we believe in his future. Right no, but I get you. But if he wanted to really make, we believe in this kid. We believe in his future. We believe he's going to be our quarterback for a long time. Like he didn't say any of those. Agreed. Things. You're right. You're and right. he could have. Right. But I think, I think he came as close as you could come in a way to ending speculation that Jalen's not the guy next year. Yeah. yeah. And I, again, I was already there. I, it makes sense. I think that's where he's at. And, and I think it makes sense, you know? Um, yeah, I I agree. I like. I know I'm you still were not, not off the. You, I'm not completely off the draft a quarterback thing, but yeah, I mean, like, I think it's unlikely. I think the I think the you know took Kenny Pickett out to dinner stuff, all that. I think that smokescreen stuff. I, yeah, and we and know how that he how said he, he wasn't there. How he loves to do the smokescreen stuff for sure. We know that historically loves to well, then make it's people. Period, he'd be better off getting up there and being like, eh, who knows? Well, I'm no, but the Larry. idea of like letting people know, hey, you know, we could take a quarterback. Right? No, we might. You know. Get someone to jump up, take the quarterback in front of you so the quarterback's off the board. When you let get me, up, a better player's on, on the board, that kind of thing. Let me flip this on you. Is Lurie part of the smoke screen? What do you mean? Like, you're saying they love to do smoke screens, which I agree. I don't think I, I don't think Lurie... When Lurie talks, it sounded like it was just a, a Yeah, I, no, I agree with you. Like, I, I think that there was no... Again, if there was a plan, I don't think Jeffrey followed it. <laughs> well, the, yeah, yeah, some of the answers I, yeah, yeah. did not work out for yeah. No, I think Jalen's going to be, at this point, I think I tweeted a few weeks ago that he was like 65% likely to be the starter week one. I think now, barring injury, it's like 85 Oh, I'm at like 99.5%. Wow, so you really don't think they're taking a quarterback? Even if they take a quarterback, I think Jalen Hurts is starting week one. Like, I don't I don't, I don't, don't think they take a quarterback and start that quarterback week one, I, even I'll if make, they do. And on top of that, I don't think they're drafting. I don't think they're drafting a quarterback in the first round. That's what I feel pretty I'll make you about. a bet. If they take a quarterback in the first round, that quarterback is starting week one. Sure, I'll make that bet. Deal. Okay. But I also don't think they're taking a quarterback. No, agreed. Obviously, it's yeah. predicated on but them I'll make taking that one. deal. But I don't. I, I again, I'm at only like ten percent. They take one. But if they take one, like he's starting. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, that would be a disaster. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, what are they with Hurts? Who cares at that point? You're not giving Hurts be your backup. Really? No, I it's think much you would easier trade to say Hertz. kid I think you would is trade gonna. Hertz. But like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, all right. Anything else from Jeffrey stand out to you before we get to Howie and Nick? I mean, I don't I mean know, you want to talk Kelly Green, like. Yeah, I'm not as into the Kelly Green as other so people. So I like the Kelly Green. I grew up with it. Like I'm, I'm super happy that it's right, back. You're old, I forgot. Yeah, I'm, oh man. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm happy it's back. Like I'm, I'm definitely happy. But at the same time, like it's not that big a deal to me. It's not something where like I'm not one of these people who over the years been like bring it back. I don't care. Like, do I want it back? Sure. Did I think it's absurd that they couldn't make an extra helmet? Though I think that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard for a multi-billion-dollar right. operation. Yeah, I think it's literally one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. This wow. whole helmet thing, even it's even insane. dumber than Larry's answer. Uh, yes. Wow. The idea that this multi-billion—they they got ten helmets for each team. What are we talking about? I agree. You're a multi-billion-dollar operation. So on that same note, my biggest takeaway from the Kelly Green thing is like. How in the world are you waiting another year? Like, I, I get the well, whole too. Nike has to make the color swap. Well, that's what like, he said. Where was the planning even, on this? Yeah, like, wait, been... you didn't think the helmet rule was going to pass? Yeah. And even if it did, how much could it really cost to ask Nike to be like, hey, can you work on this swath just yeah, in case? I'm so with you, dude. Like, so, yeah. like, I'm sure. So you announce it for next season. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I, I'm sure there's, it's probably way more complicated than I know. And Well, I, that's the point. It shouldn't be. 
this is so dumb. Oregon has like different uniforms every week for their games. Yeah, but I think it's about matching the old. But regardless, I think it should have been. It should have been NFL. more. Yeah. There should have been more the planning. NFL, the biggest sports organization in the world, maybe other than like FIFA or whatever. Right. Like, what are we doing here, dude? Yes, I agree that it's silly. It's not twenty. It's so silly. So, the whole thing is silly. The, the whole thing that they couldn't bring it back until now is is bleeping stupid. So the black helmet, I think it should be a matted helmet, not a shiny black. Helmet. Sure. I'm All right, that. just putting that out there. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I think the shiny black might not look great. I like the matted idea. Yeah, sure. I'm but a big. You- I'm big into the matted colors. I think it looks better. The black shiny one might look a bit like a Power Ranger. Okay. This is more than I cared to talk Just about. Just putting that out there. Cool. Also, one more thought on it. <laughs> do we, hear, I do think we have that, to? Is that... Yeah, one more. What player do you think is the player you buy into Kelly Green? Because I've thought about it a lot, and I've decided what the correct answer Well, is. I own one jersey, and it's a Donovan McNabb jersey from like 15 years ago. Wow, I'm surprised you don't have a regular so, jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so I probably won't be getting any, but if I were, I would get a Jason Kelsey Kelly Green jersey if he's still here. Okay. If he's not... I mean, Brandon Graham might be gone too. Like, I would get a classic eagle in a Kelly Green. So, I think you actually don't get a classic one. You get someone that is going to be remembered for in being in this jersey. Like Kelsey, you get like Devonte Smith. Is what you're but I don't think I don't think Devonte Smith number six looks good on adults because it's too skinny. I think <laughs> the such a weirdo. the best jersey to get without question is Jordan Mylotta. Yeah, it's a great great one. personality. Offensive lineman, good number, good name. He's he's going to be remembered for what he does here on out, as opposed to Kelsey and Graham. Their best days were in midnight green. Okay, so that's yeah, my thought. It's a, it's a good take. My lot of great jersey get regardless. He yeah. signed. He's going to be here. He's yep. a delightful guy. Yep. He's, you know, it's a good number. So if you're a larger person, you know, you got two digits there. You don't stretch out the six. <laughs> I never, I never thought about that. I'm telling you, I've seen some adults in the number six. I, I, I don't want to insult anybody, but like. I'll just hold it. Yeah, I think you just did without even saying it. I think you just insulted them without even saying it. Right, I was going to go further. Yeah, well, <laughs> probably good you did. Uh, so any other thoughts on Lori? Um, no. Okay. Howie. Um, Not much on Howie and Nick, I, to be honest. Well, Nick, I got something. I Howie, something I, Howie, I was going to, thank you, because I got, okay. I thought Howie really, like, Honestly, you know, we always, like, when these things happen, we always play the the cuts on the radio and all that. There's not much from Howie. There was not much. Uh, I would say the one thing, the one where he cursed, what was that cut about? Oh, when he's talking about, uh, you One know, the, shitty year versus. Yes. Bleep. You know, earmuffs. Look at Mr. Earmuffs. Well, it, I think if it's a quote. Uh, I don't know if kid's listening. Well, you Sorry, said he kids. cursed. You so, said he cursed. For what it's worth, by the way, I just was listening to another podcast, and it's not a sports podcast, but I was about they to were say. talking about, yeah, and they were talking about cursing. And he was like, he gave a warning, and he's like, "Hey, this person likes to use, you know, right, you know, uh, uh, strong, language. colorful language. Right. Uh, if your kids there, maybe you don't want to be there." And she was like, "She was like, yeah, you know, she's like, I cannot curse. She's like, actually, I probably will curse." And he's like, "Yeah, we're giving a warning. It's totally okay." He's like, "Good." He's like, he and she was like, "If you don't curse your kids, then you probably should not be have your kids listen right now." And I was like, "You know, a great point because I curse at Zoe all the time. I just mm. do." I'm at like her. Yeah, so earmuffs, one, two, three. I'll be like, so you're being a fucking dick right now. Wow. I say that all the time. All the time. Oh, it just nope. happens. Like it's all just right. life. So like if you're like that, then after we say earmuffs, let your kids hear the curse. That's my point. Little parenting advice from James. Oh, I call her a dick all the time. Like, oh, so, wow, look at like, this. Zoe, I would have never like, guessed Zoe, this. So you're being such a dick right now. Wow. Well, she's gonna have a potty mouth when yeah. she's older. Once she yeah, you know. We all do. You're an adult. You can talk like that. I, I still you don't, don't really do curse in, school, in front of my don't parents. Care. Oh my god. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. You know, not yeah. me. Yeah. All right. My so, mom cursed me in a text the other day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're a lot cursing in your life. Um. All right. So, here were my my Howie thought. 
I think the one answer you're talking about where he said he would trade one bad year for four good ones, probably not something I advise him to say, even Ex- if everybody agrees the conver- with it. And well, the, yeah. and also, but also the conversation we just had, too, where it's like four quote-unquote good ones. Because, like, let's be honest. The way it ended last season, like, last season was a step forward from the worst season we've seen. But last season was not a good season. Well, it was a fine season. I think it was good it was based average- off expectation, but it's not yes, what you but, want to be having every year. You can't be saying, like, we had a good year last year. Right. You did not. You did not have a good You lost. You were down 31 to nothing in a playoff Correct. game. Yes. That is not a year they want to replicate. No. For sure. Yeah. Um. So I thought his answer about when he was asked, um, you know, do receivers not want to come here because of Jalen Hurts in the mm-hmm. passing game? His answer about how, you know, Devontae, they want to get 150 targets, Dallas Goddard. I like, hated this answer. So I, hated I, it. I agree with you. I think it's not a good enough reason where you couldn't have added somebody. And they tried to add somebody. Like, they tried to add Allen Robinson. They tried to get Calvin Ridley. Yeah, so it's, clearly, we know it's a lot. Yeah. But I think uh, my takeaway from it was, at this point, and I think there's a chance they take a receiver in the draft, but, like, the passing, the, the offense is basically going to just be praying that Jalen, Devontae, and Goddard's already pretty established, but, you know, like, first full year. Like, that that you, the team just has to pray those three are way better than last year. Like, yeah. that's the offense. Well, and then you hope with Quest, too. But, like, that's the point. There's no major, there's no major impact player coming unless it's unexpected. Like, if, if Quest becomes a legitimate, like, frankly, not number one, but, like, a legitimate outside threat, that I think is unexpected. If the, like, if Jalen becomes, you know, like a five thousand yard passer, like that's unexpected. Yeah, that'd be very yeah. unexpected. If if like they draft someone in the first round, like Drake London, and he's like Jamar, a superstar Jay. immediately. Yeah, but like outside that, like the Eagles' plan on offense now is just hope. Like that's their plan. It's not like an offense where you can go into next year and be like, we know that this is going to happen. Their plan on offense is hoping these young guys get better. Yeah, it's very clearly. And to your point. That was not what the plan was, was supposed not what the to plan be. Was yes. So now they're spinning it, and I get it. You got to spin it. Like you're in that point, but we and all you got to believe in it too. Yeah, like we all real, know that. The team. Yeah, but we all know that you wanted Calvin Ridley and almost had him. That you were in on Allen Robinson. You were in on Christian Kirk. All these guys. Like we know. You know. Yep. Again, like reporting Jeffrey. It's a thing. Like we know you're in on these guys. So to to act like you didn't want to add to that room is disingenuous but i get that that's not you know in that setting that that, that they're not going to say that but the idea of just being like well we it's because we have to get these guys more targets is is so stupid it's such a stupid argument it's just a stupid way to spin it look you know and like so these other teams don't know that you want that these are your guys you're gonna get more targets too well i think what he was kind of saying was like it was it was yeah he, he's kind of he's he's they didn't get a guy they wanted, and he's trying to make it sound like they're not, they're not, not going to have enough targets. targets. He's like, okay, Allen Robinson comes here, you're not going to get him the ball. But also what okay, that cool. kind of is, is like teams look at it and go, you guys are going to run the ball yes, all the time. Yes, yeah. you're going to run the ball. Right. Exactly. I do have one more thing on Howie, and this is something that uh, was really happening before Howie, but he brought it up in his thing. And it, it is, and I don't know if we've talked around the pot, I don't think we have. Um it, one of the more annoying things that I remember the Eagles doing in a long time. Where wow. they, I have no idea what this is going to be. When they got all the beat reporters and they sent out the information, all the beat reporters, hey, and how he said it in his freaking thing. We're talking about our free agent hall. They're talking about re-signing Jordan Mailata and re-signing Josh Sweat and re-signing, you know, uh, whoever, uh, friggin' uh, Dallas Goddard. Avante Maddox, And Avante, yeah. and being like, well, that's our free agency. No one talks about it that way. When you read grades for free agent classes on ESPN, they don't list the guys you re-signed. Like, they're trying to spin something that comes off as so bleeping ridiculous. It is, it is, 
so out of touch. It sounded so silly when he said, well, you know, we did sign these guys, and that's like free agent right. signings. Nobody. Like, that is that is, that is is asinine to me. So it I'm drove like, me crazy. I'm like 70% of the way there with you. I think a good analogy is like, if you tell your kid on Christmas morning, well, your birthday was a month ago. Like, you know, like, like that's the good, like. What a great analogy. Yeah, like, yes. like, you can't really say that because, like, let's be real. Like, free agency, it, at the bottom line, it's about, like, new things and making improvements. New players coming here, too. So the reason I'm not 100% away there with you is because it is true that they did re-sign those guys. And if they if they decided to wait until the end of the year and they re-signed them all, like, now, I think a big theme would be like, well, they did all these things. So it's the same money spent. It's the same commitment. Ultimately, I agree with the emotional side of you. And I do think like- I think it's dumb of them to say it. Like my point is just let it stand on its own. No, it's not helping you. Right. And people are not looking at your free agent class and going like, oh, I but like I think, it better because you sign those guys. It, but I, I think like it is partially somewhat spin, but I also think it's what they believe because it is actually money spent. Is the point I'm I making. get it, but th- right. it sounds silly. You sound silly trying to push that narrative. That's what I think. It's not a narrative they're going to win. But and nobody I, believes but it. I nobody they, looks but at I it think that way. They believe it as Fine. the truth. Don't tell us. You can believe that. It's right. not helping you. Is my thought. So I think a common theme in all this, since all of them talked, is like what they should say versus what we want to hear. And I think that it's an interesting question of like, should they say what they believe in the truth, even if it's going to get them ripped? Or should they say what we want to hear simply well, to- Well, first of all, I don't believe everything is the truth. I think that they they might believe that that's money spent, but the reason they say it is because it's spent. That's why they say it. They're not saying it because they believe it. They're saying it because it is a way to spin a disappointing free agent class. That's what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I think it's They I don't think it's say a that if there's no disappointment. If they sign Marcus Williams and another guy, like they're not Correct. saying yeah. that. They're yeah, not right. adding that in there. You're right so about that. So whether yep. they believe it or not is almost irrelevant to the point we're making. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Yes, I'm with you on this. I'm with you on this. I'm just going to stop. Yes! Okay. Loving that. I'm 70% with you. All right. <laughs> uh, Sirianni. Go ahead. I know. I know. Just yeah, go I ahead. just got to yeah, do it. And again, it. I'm not as mad as other people are. Yeah. Be, so the Derek Barnett thing. Go ahead. You all know where we're going. So if you didn't <laughs> hear it, Nick Sirianni just, when asked about the Derek Barnett resigning, like said, high football IQ. I love everything about him. He's the exact type of player I want on my team. He's competitive he's this he's great like look i get that the eagles just re-signed Derek barnett and nick sirianni is not going to go into a press conference and rip the guy i get it but he sounded ridiculous with how over the top he went especially when we all remember the it's always him we all saw you say that yeah. on national television dude and then you come with high football like like no player in the world would i rather have my team than Derek barnett that's how the quote sounded the quote sounded like if i could build a football player and, and the perfect ideal of everything i want Derek Barnett, he's the perfect football that was the quote and again so i'm not like freaking out because i understand that he's not going to rip the guy I just think he made himself look foolish by going so over the top with his love and praise for Derek Barnett. So the second he said it, I said, oh boy. <laughs> like, so I, I knew it was how it was going to be received. Yes. Like yes. the first like two sentences, <laughs> the two like first sentences of it were fine. And then like he ends it by saying he loves Barnett. Like he just and went the high too IQ far. Thing. Like don't say high IQ. Like that's the one thing that this city is going to latch on to me. Like if he's got such IQ, then why does he have more penalties than sacks? Bro? Okay. So the only like logic I can see for it is like he's sticking up for his guy. No, again, I so, get it. Yeah. I, and again, I'm I sure Barnett not, saw that if and he meant had a come lot out, to him. If he had come out and said, listen, 
I know that that the fan base has some or whatever, you know, people have some problems with certain things Derek's done. I think Derek Brown is a great football player. He definitely has some flaws with the penalties and stuff, but hey, everything else and he, he said brings that somewhat. Us. He said uh, there was a, well, there was that answer or another answer. He said something like we all have things we need to improve on yes. including me. I don't yeah. remember if it was the same answer, yeah. but there was a- I just need to be a little more real. Like I, I get it. Again, I'm not as mad as others were. There were other people who saw that and lost their minds. Oh, uh, trust like, me, I yeah. was on with Angelo after yeah. the press. And I, my my <laughs> whole show, we did a whole show. John mentioned oh, yes. camera, a whole show, gripping it. And I'm not, I'm not. Again, I'm not destroying him for it. I just think that in that situation, he has to be better. He comes off sounding hokey and silly when he goes that over the top for a guy who everyone in this city has the same impression of. Like, everyone knows that he's a knucklehead of a player who does dumb things. Like, you have to at least somewhat acknowledge that while praising him, is my point. Yeah. I, like, yes. Again, I, I'm not as mad as others are, but, like, it just, he sounded foolish to me. I think Nick's been very good at this lately. Well, and also, He sounded like, foolish. Like, the Eagles gave him basically a contract that was nothingness. Yeah. You know, so, like, yeah, the so, like, team money admitted talks, how they feel you know, about like, him. the yes. league talks. Like, I, I think that, I also wonder if maybe... Barnett's got a bit of a bruised ego, and maybe that's not a bad thing right now, right? Maybe it's good for him to right? little edge, maybe, yeah. yeah. But I wonder if Nick got up there and was like, "I gotta like, have Barnett my guys needs back. a hug," yeah. you know? He might, like, he might, he might. And if we, and look, if he had done the exact same thing and just took high football IQ out, I think it's different. I really do. I think that one line, because it's the one line that comes off as so ridiculous to all of us. Like it's the one thing you. You shouldn't say is the guy who always gets the penalties as a high football right. IQ. The guy who always does dumb things. Five football, like it just, it just, it's like if someone came on and was like, "Listen, Odubel Herrera, you know, say what you want about him. He's such a smart baseball player. You know, he never right. does dumb things. He's always smart. You know, he's right. always making the right decisions out there. Like, like it sounded like that. You know, it's got to be. It was funny. So m- one of my friends that covers the Giants said to me, "He's like, wow, I saw you tweeting about Barnett, and like so many people were bringing up penalties, and I'm like." You never see that with the defensive end. It's always like the corner that gets flagged a lot mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, he's right. I'm like, yeah, people people really care about the penalties. <laughs> well, because it is excessive. Yes, it, again, it is. the it's always him thing for a reason. Like, it's always him. So Barnett's penalty is definitely a big deal. His He has a lot of flaws as a player. I completely understand the frustration. I think a good example of how, like, we view guys is Barnett has eight penalties, and he's like, I don't want to say public enemy number one, but as you mentioned, certainly not a popular guy right now. Jordan Mailata... Like, I just said he's the jersey everybody should buy. Seven penalties. Yeah. He's an offensive and lineman. To I, yes, I mean, 100%. Holding is, yeah. I get it. All those things. I just think it's interesting. It is. You it's know, a little one more penalty. And it's like, now his penalties are timely. They're they're more like. A, they're boneheaded. They're boneheaded. Like, if you hold it, I mean, they hold all the time. It's, do you get called for hold that Yeah, or time. jumping off sides. Jumping off like, sides yeah. happens, you yes. know? So, but, um, all right. Um, you got anything else before we get to your philosophical question? Yeah, the last thing I would say is there's always part of me when I'm at these league events where I come away from them thinking higher of the Eagles than I did before I got there. And I think that should matter. But, like, I still think there's a chance this team is going to be bad next mm-hmm. year. Like, I, you know, like, I do. Even though, like, again, oh, Look, it's concerning I, with you. I mean, you were the voice of, of reason yeah. saying, hey, they're going to be better than people think, and they were. I just think gambling on the same guys. Like, I, oh, there's part of me that, likes it because it's like yeah. look like I like I like counting We're on growing. your own guys. I like I, that you know like on a macro boom been a boom. while been scale a while. I like it but man, it just feels like we're gonna start week one, and the game's gonna turn on, and like the first quarter, the reaction's gonna be like, oh boy, like <laughs> they're the same team, like, and that's I think it's it's yeah. very worrisome. Look again, this team's 
like in a very basic level to your point it's a lot of players getting better but like ultimately they're going to sink or swim with is Jalen Hurts markedly better than last year because if he's the same player as last year they did not do enough around him to be anything better than what they were last year yeah you know maybe the defense is slightly better maybe you know Smith is better and Goddard is slightly but better but it has to least, be it, it, it has to be it has to be Hurts that's the way if Hurts is only a little bit better it won't be enough then they won't then then they'll only be and a I little do think better I will be better I just don't know how much better but the, and that's the point the other thing is he has to be a lot better in a way because I just feel like Carson when Carson took that leap from 2016 to 2017 like I'm not saying he has to be the MVP of the league obviously but it has to be that type of leap. It yes. has to be something where you're like, all right, he's shown flashes. He does this well. He does that well. He has to jump to where he is one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league. That that discussion. Maybe yeah, he's twelve. Because teams maybe he's... are coming in gearing to stop the run this yep. time. Yep. So. Yep. Exactly right. All right. Let's get to it. The philosophical. The philosophical. Question. I'm very question. excited for this. And so Elliot, uh, let's set the scene. Elliot, we're in studio together. You came in about noon. We're hanging out. You come to my studio, and you're like, I got a philosophical question for you. He's like, Should I lead the pub with it? Or should I end the part right. with it? And I said real once. So it's time. let's go. So I've been hearing this expression a lot a lot recently. Maybe it's because about, I don't know why I've been hearing it a lot, but I just have. So if you're never a finished product, you know, people say that like I'm well, not a Will finished Smith product. Will Smith said it, right? Oh, that's was, where it's from. Okay. It's from his apology. He's right. like, I'm not a finished yes, product. that's probably where I saw it. Yep. So if you're if you're never by the a, way we did not talk about the Will Smith. Oh thing yeah, you're right. <laughs> in the story of all time, yeah, like just one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Bananas. Like, and you know, I'm a, I watch all the Oscar movies. Like I'm an Oscars guy. Yeah, like, I'm all in. That was as shocking a thing that I I like. It is Spike, our old boss, Spike asking a great tweet where he was basically like, "This thing is going to fizzle out in like a week, and this should be a story for a year." Yeah, like we should net. We should net. It's two of the most famous people on the planet. One of them slapped the other one it's on the stage at the biggest award show there is. And also like a re- regal award show. Like not like, you know, it's, a, it's supposed to be like austere. And the dude slapped Chris Rock on the freaking stage. It's so insane. It, it really also is a great example of how much technology has changed our attention span. Uh-huh. Where it's like something that wild it's can happen. It's a great happen. point, Elliot. In like, it would have been a, a story for six months. A day and a half later, yeah. we're like, wow, remember when that happened? Like <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here it is. All right, Phil. So if you're never fully a finished product, Mm -hmm. then aren't you already a finished product? If you're never actually finished, then you kind of are what you are. Being being unfinished is your finish. Yeah. (laughs) If you're never a finished product, then you're already a finished product. Well, you know, because you can get better, you just not, you're never going to get, you're never going to be finished. But you're not finished, right? So so in reality, you're never finished. Exactly. Right. So when someone says I'm never a finished product, then then that's like saying like I'm never going to be like a blue whale. Like duh. Like like I'm never going to be something. So there's no point in trying like then you are what you are. Like but you you're improve. still getting better. I think the point of that is I am I am always striving to improve. But maybe and that's to improve, what the finished but product I will of never a human get... is. <laughs> a finished product of a human is just somebody that's still tries be, better to be better than you were two days ago, a week ago, a year or you ago. You could be worse. Sure, right. I guess, but either way, you're not the same. But so then, if, so if you're, you're not never... a finished product, because you're always changing, right? But if you're a never finished product, is something that never changes. It is what it is. Correct. Forever. So you'll never. So nobody will ever be a finished product. Is my point. There's no perfect person. Agree. Right. So then, so then to say you're never a finished product, like yeah, because you never will be. So that means you are what you are to a certain extent. I I don't mean in terms of like your personality can't change, but humans as their finished product are. A, forever evolving thing like you get better at things you get worse at things you you know you have new legs and old legs like so you're not finished so like that then you are finished 
But I get your point. Like, you are what you are. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think you're fin- in the sense of what we're talking about. Like, no, you're not finished. You will never be finished. Correct. But you're, Which you're means still you are. moving towards finished. You're still becoming better, ideally. You're still getting better at things. You're still, you know, next time Will Smith won't slap Chris Rock in the face. That's progress. And thus, you're not the product you were when you slapped Chris Rock in the face, but you'll never be perfect. Correct. And since you'll never be perfect, then you what you are is no, just something. No. You're just something that's always changing. That's the finished product. That's it. That's the product. You're the product. And like you, James, like you will have things in your life that you'll get better at. I hopefully this is not the case, but there'll be things maybe you I, get I worse get at. Your point. You'll have moments where you do something you regret. You'll have moments where you yes. do a phenomenal thing. So you are finished. That's what you are. So like to say I'm never a finished product means you are finished. No. It, so I get your point. I get what you're saying here. But the idea is like you're not finished. Like finished is stagnant. A finished product Correct. is right. So this, what we're talking about is not stagnant. Like I can become, I might do some things that are good, some things that are bad, but I could do more good than bad than I do right now. And thus I'm different product in five years if I have done more good than bad than I do right now then I'm a different product than I was now, but I'm not a finished product. But if you put the if you put it on the the like finish line of being a fin, and that's a bad word to use because it's doubling up. But if you put like the ultimate goal of being finished, you'll never obtain that. So there is no finish. It's like saying right. It's yes, like saying I'll that's never. That's the point of the yes. saying. I'll never I know, be I finished. I understand the point, but I'm saying it's like saying but so you're I'll never, never finished. I'll, I, but like if you never finish the race, then there's no race. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, if, if I say to myself, I'll never finish the race, then what's then then there is no race because there's no finish. Well, there was to still it. a race. You so just, just didn't keep finish running. it, but someone but, else but could finish it. But it's non-stop then. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, it's not actually. But then it's not finished. Anything that's non-stopping is not finished. It's, it's like a repeating so number that, that goes forever. It's, it's It just goes forever, but it's not done. But like, that's the number, though. Like so, I'm saying. But right, the number is three point point three 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 forever. Right. So that's. But, but like, so the point I'm saying is, it if will never finish. Correct. There so is no if, end point. If I'm saying I'm never a finished product, that means like then you can't do it. Like it can't be. It can't happen. So so it's not. So there is no such thing as a finished product. I think that's correct. Yes. Right. But that doesn't mean that what you are now is finished. You know what I mean? But what I'm. But but see, you're. And we can move on from this, but like, this might be the dumbest conversation. But we've ever it's had. interesting, right? <laughs> like, like that's for everyone else to judge. Yeah, but like you're saying that if I lost my train of thought, okay, it's probably good. <laughs> it's probably a good way to end that. Discussion. If you're saying that you're you're not finished, then what you are is just something that's never finished. In Agreed. terms of like you, always you're, changing, you're, right? But you're making it too specific. You're saying it's either you can only be finished or never finished, and that's it. And if you're never finished, then you're finished being never finished. <laughs> but Will Smith is saying he's not a finished product means that he could eventually become that one day. Well, I think it implies that 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 the goal is to be a finished product, but that no one will ever get there. Exactly. So it's not a goal then. But you still want to try for it. But it's, it's unobtainable. That doesn't mean that that you still don't try for it. Like that what like what do you mean? Like, no, no, of course, I'm saying, you I'm strive saying the expression, for perfection. Yes. Perfection is impossible, but you strive for it. You, you strive, try to be. Right. But, but like, I think we also, it's a, it's a dumb expression is ultimately what it comes to. I agree with that. Like, you are you what you are. You should have just said, I think it's a dumb and expression. And when I, and when I say you are what you are, here. I don't mean that doesn't mean you can't change. It means what humans are are people that are, 
They make mistakes. They have good moments. You're perfect for a long it. time. I just think you... that lacks nuance, that answer. It lacks... I actually think my answer gives a lot more nuance than the other No, one. the point is is that the, the nuance of it is that you even if you're if even if you're unfinished, you could still become better. You could still get closer Correct. to being a finished you can, product. But that doesn't... And thus you're not unfinished because but... you're still getting closer to but being finished. But you're defining a finished product as something like it's it's not obtainable. So there's no such thing. Like like you're... But it's it's a, a goal to strive for. I, Perfection like, is a be- like you're more saying you're trying to be the best version of yourself. Sure, but the best version of yourself is like forever changing as well. <laughs> All right, I'm done. All right, that was good. I enjoyed it. It's interesting, right? I don't know. I'm not sure if it was or wasn't. It's one of those. Yeah. It felt like uh, who's that Neil Ty Grassy person? Neil there? deGrasse Tyson. Yes. I felt like him when I was saying that. I think you nailed it. Yeah, Thanks. I think you're one of the great minds of the world. I agree. That was I wrote Grass Tyson and you. I think it's very one of the smarter people on the planet. Should I Neil tweet it? Tyson. What? Uh, let me tell. You, I wrote it down on my phone. I'm p- dying to see the responses to this tweet. I put, "If you're never a finished product, then aren't you already a finished product?" Boom. You should, should be on like it. something in Kohl's Let's see what or like people, a gym or something. It, it, it like is that. a. It is yeah. like a, a colloquialism. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, all right, you got final thoughts before we get out? Uh, I don't know. I think that was a pretty- I think that was a good one. Yeah. yeah I got nothing to add. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Will the podcast ever finish? Yeah. Is it that's fr- what people are asking themselves right now. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? They did finish because they stopped listening a little yeah, bit ago. No one's still here. Flipped. I actually and think if you're listening now, qu- you very much enjoyed that. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Parks Picks Pod. No Parks show on Saturday. Uh, the tournament and Phillies game will be on WIP, but then back at it one to yes. three at Parks the week after and- Forever moving forward. Never in, finished. In perpetuity. Exactly. It, it will never, never be a finished, finished product. All right. Just uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Parks, Picks, Bodies, Adam James. Talk to you guys soon.